Hey, this is Mike Zwick from If Not For God podcast. Our show, Stories of Hopelessness Turned Into Hope. Your chosen Truth Network podcast is starting in just seconds. Enjoy it, share it, but most of all, thank you for listening and for choosing the Truth Podcast Network. This is the Truth Network. The heart of every man craves a great adventure, but life doesn't usually feel that way. Jesus speaks of narrow gates and wide roads, but the masculine journey is filled with many twists and turns. So how do we keep from losing heart while trying to find the good way when life feels more like a losing battle than something worth dying for? Grab your gear and come on a quest with your band of brothers who will serve as the guides in what we call the masculine journey. The Masculine Journey starts here, now. Welcome to The Masculine Journey. We are glad that you're with us this week, and we're in the middle, 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 middle. (laughs) That's how you say say that word. Middle of a pillar series. That's what I was trying to say. You can't mix those together, you get midder, right? Yeah. So we're in the middle of a pillar series, and Robbie, you want to tell us, A, what does that even mean? (laughs) B, whatever else you want to say. Well, it's kind of like the toolbox of the devil, yeah, or Satan, depending on what you would like to call him. There's lots of yeah, there you go. And um, you know, so each of these are you know kind of this way he builds a foundation against us, Mm -hmm. or what he attempts to do by deceiving us. And so we've been going kind of through you know different tools that he has. Mm -hmm. Um, And tonight's tool, brought to you by Danny. (laughs) <laughs> yeah danny what is your topic this week condemnation yes that attacks your your identity identity okay we'll try it again <laughs> it was i wasn't not, sure i was gonna be tested it was not your topic it was mine you just you said, wrote it down i wrote it down and you second the notion yeah yeah that's kind of how that went so does anyone remember what the other pillars we've done so far are Sleep number. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Blankets, you know. Yeah. Blankets. It didn't get old. I just remember shame. Shame and unforgiveness. Unforgiveness was our first We didn't one do shame yet. That's one that's what, coming up. We haven't done that? We have not done shame. Well, shame, shame on, on you. Me. You should know that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, we're, you're going to be all condemnation thrown your way. Yep. Shame is not topic. It is. Shame would now be your topic. Anyone else remember? <laughs> I'm trying. Me too. (laughs) Go listen to the podcast. We could find it out. Yeah. All right. So we'll get back to you on that. So this week's topic is condemnation that attacks your identity. And Rodney, you suddenly remembered it by using your phone. Yeah, I found them in my notes. So we started with unforgiveness. We moved on to agreements, which was vows and the bitter roots. Then we went to busyness. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Busyness. Yeah. (laughs) We were too busy to remember 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 what's going on. Yeah. Okay, so now uh, now that we could remember all that, I'm sure Satan's got enough stuff to throw at us with condemnation. Yeah. But we're not going to accept it because we're going to learn today that that's just a, a tool of the enemy to try to do that. And so we're going to get to our first clip, and that's from uh, a movie I've never seen that I really don't have a whole lot of desire to see, uh, just based on the fact that I thought it was a great clip, but it wasn't necessarily a movie that would attract my attention. you know. And it could be it's a good movie. I just don't know. But it's called God of War. And it's one of those movies that's animated but doesn't look like it's animated. 
And that's probably the thing for me that I just don't really like a whole bunch. But anyway, this is a great clip. And so what we know about it, since I didn't watch it, <laughs> the, the movie Tell us all about it. <laughs> is there's a guy sitting there sharpening a sword. Obviously, he's got a war, so there's going to be some battle going on here. And a person comes in to remind him that he is not what he thinks he is or tries to to uh, knock him down a peg, so to speak. And so this is the Satan-type character entering into the scene and attacking with condemnation onto his identity. And so we'll take it from there. There's nowhere you can hide, Spartan. Put as much distance between you and the truth as you want. It changes nothing. Pretend to be everything you are not. Teacher. Husband. Father. But there is one unavoidable truth you will never escape. You cannot change. You will always be... a monster. And actually, the way I found that clip, you know, the process for me on finding clips is one, I try to rack my brain for movies because I'm one of those people that really just like movies and I remember stuff from movies. And it's been something I've had since I was a kid. Nothing was coming up. So then I go to my normal sources, even go look at the movies in my house, you know, that I've got several movies on, on DVD and nothing's really sticking out. And so I just went to YouTube and put in You Will Always Be. And just left it, you know, blank there. And one of the first ones that popped up said was Monster. So I went and listened to it. And for me, it was a perfect clip of how I was feeling and how I feel. That You know, I try to live my life in a way as a husband, as a father. As, I'm not a husband now, but as a father, a teacher, those types of things. But the enemy comes out and says, oh, you can run from the truth all you want. Doesn't call me Spartan. He says Sam, but you know he means Spartan. <laughs> Same. Uh, <laughs> you say this. You say tomato. I say tomato. But uh, no, he uh, he attacks that. And he attacks the identity, right? And so he comes after that and says, "Oh yeah, but you're really just," and then fill in the blank. Those those labels that have worked on you in the past. Well, fill it in, Sam. Um, well, okay, uh, pervert. Somebody that's struggled with pornography. Right, that would be a label that he tries to throw at, throw at me and get to stick. Or he'll remind me of times that I feel like I wasn't a good dad. You know, he'll say, "Oh, you think you were a good dad, but here, here's the real truth." Right? You know, and God's healed those things, and, and, and so I can I have tools to throw back at him, but it does, doesn't stop him from entering in and trying to do that, especially when I'm tired, especially when I'm down, especially when I'm angry or frustrated or or you know any of those things. Busy. Right. Halt, I think, is what we talked about, right? Yeah. And I don't remember what it stands for. Hungry, angry, L and T. <laughs> Something Hung- tired. Hungry, angry, lonely, and tired. Lonely and tired. Yeah, thank you. And so those are the tools that he uses. So we're going to do something a little different. Jim, you got something you want to say? Well, they reminded me of hangry, which is what we call our cats. They're hungry and angry because they're hungry. But uh, that wasn't really it. When you said what you really... What you get most often, I've got two, and they just came out of nowhere, which I know where that came from. But one is I'm lazy, mm-hmm. which I'm really not, but I'll agree mm-hmm. with that in a heartbeat, and then I'll go sit and do nothing for a while. And and the other is I'm a coward. I do not like confrontation. And I will 
confront, but I I'm, can run away just because that's who the enemy tells me I am. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thank you. And now I got nothing. So oh, that's we're right. Done. <laughs> so what I was going to do differently in the past, you know, we've done this. Some um, was there as we listen to other people's clips. Was there anything that kind of jumped up in your heart on that clip as you listen to that? If not, we can talk about you know Rodney or anything else that comes to to mind. Andy's on, you know. Oh, Andy, we do mostly miss Andy. No, <laughs> we do miss Andy. Yeah, I mean, who are you going to pick on? I was wondering about uh, that. I'm, yeah, it's really, really hard. It's a toss-up between Rodney and, and Danny. I, I, I haven't <laughs> really... The, front. He, the pre-show, it's all been Danny, but I'm thinking that we're going to move into the Rodney segment of the of the picking. Well, I better sure. start talking. Shut you <laughs> up or something here. He, he's had a procedure today. He's had a procedure. <laughs> it's not a surgery, Robbie. It's a procedure. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I like that because it... It's what names have I given myself in the past? Mm-hmm. Or I thought I was giving myself, but maybe they were coming from the enemy as well that I didn't realize until I had to stop and think about, well, who's who are the players in the game? You know, it's, it's not coming from God if it's condemnation. And it could be me, but there's an awful lot of times when it just doesn't, It's it's not me. It's just something that I wouldn't say but it comes out at you. And even like you say, you've had some victory over some things. Um, like you said, just some of the, I'm trying to, I'm trying to think of some of the names other than just, you know, the common, you're an idiot and stupid and stuff, but trying to grow through life. I think one of Jim's, what he said was, was one of mine where I'm just a coward. I, cause I, I don't like the confrontation. I never used the word coward as much, but I just, I would rather, be peaceful and get along and try to find peace in the situation that I much would trying to argue through it. Mm-hmm. But when I find myself in that argument, it just becomes all about being right. It has nothing to do with the other person's heart. So that's the thing that I've been really trying to help myself get over as far as, cause that's what I found a lot. Once I started analyzing, it, I really did find myself condemning myself for being like that. And it's, it's been something that I've had to kind of work through. Cause once I, once you notice the sin, Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, now you better deal with it. Yeah, and the enemy's good at trying to <clears throat> take your sin and make it an identity. Right, to quote right. you and your pastor, right? Yeah. He's good at you know, calling you by your sin, mm-hmm. even though he knows your name, or God calls you by mm-hmm. your name and knows your sin. So I love that, and it's, mm-hmm. it's in there. It is in there. But as I was, to answer your question, as yes. I was... Um, studying the 119th psalm recently you may know that (laughs) really i didn't know that yeah but i did for a while one of the words that (laughs) that i kind of learned in that was the word reproach which is that look your dad gives you when you bring home (laughs) that report card you know and it's got c's and stuff or sometimes even an f and um he had such expectations of you but he gives you this look and and that look is of disappointment. And, you know, one of the verses in the 119th Psalm says, you know, turn away your reproach. And you think about that look on God's face. <laughs> and, and how many times, you know, I'm picturing this in my mind of this reproach. It says, turn away your reproach that I fear for thy judgments are good. In other words, when God looks at you, he actually is seeing Jesus, and and his judgment is 
in fact good, and that's hard for our hearts to buy into completely. Mm-hmm. But there's no doubt that that's the one Satan, like, man, Robbie, you're, you're such a, you know, people had such great expectations for you. <laughs> you had such promise. <laughs> he, he did. It yeah. looks going to be great, but nah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you have, for there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ, right? And, and, and that's the truth. But it's hard, as you said, to get your heart to feel that. Uh, and I shared this story a long time ago. Robbie may remember. I don't know if any Jim may have been here. Um, with the company I was with in Indiana, we used to go. Uh, now, keep in mind, the enemy always called me pervert as I struggled with pornography. Right. And so my uh, company, uh, a group of us always met to, to do work at Panera. Well, I have to tell you when we come back. About the teaser. Panera story. The teaser. Yeah, it is is when the enemy really the attacked pervert me at Panera. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, it sounds like a, you know, a Saturday evening, you know, Netflix series. <laughs> Different meaning the word panini, right? Yeah, panini. Yeah, there's lots of them that could go really wrong there with Pinocchio. But uh, as we come back, we're going to talk more about this. Go to masculinejourney.org to register for boot camp. What has boot camp meant to me? That's a really tough thing to articulate. It's so deep inside me. It's ingrained in every part of me. Understanding woundedness, that's where God really caught me at my first boot camp. And also helping me step into healing and restoration from those wounds. It's kind of cool. It's like an onion. He keeps peeling back layers and it's it's exciting and sometimes frustrating to go there with him. But I enjoy the process and the way God leads me to freedom. Register today at MasculineJourney.org. For me, describing boot camp, when I heard the stories from the stage that the other men had, and then during my prayer time, I'm getting a download from God on where my life is and how I have wounds and I have a place in his story. To know how I heard from God is one of those things. He really does communicate with us. Register today at MasculineJourney.org. Welcome back to Masculine Journey. That is Stephen Curtis Chapman with uh, Fingerprints of God. It's on an older album, Signs of Life, uh, many, many years ago. But it kind of came to me uh, this week as we're thinking about a bump in. And uh, as much as the enemy likes to point fingers at you, you know, and put his fingerprint on you, those don't matter. Those aren't true. Those aren't life. Those aren't real. They feel real. There's so much of it that feels like it's so very true. Right? But what really matters is the fingerprints of God. And, and sometimes those fingerprints come from him holding you. Right? When you need to be held, it's times from him you know, pushing you into a direction you need to head into or kind of just lifting you up out of where you've been and where you're going to. And so you know, I just think of those fingerprints, and I'm so very thankful that I have them on me because sometimes the enemies feel much more true. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. They're not. But they feel it because I know me, I know my story, I know where I've been. 
you know, when we left the Netflix series, we were talking about, no, it wasn't a Netflix series. Uh, we won't get back into that for lots of reasons. But uh, no, to go back into the story I was sharing uh, with you, uh, the enemy, had, as, as I struggled with pornography, the label he had on me was pervert, right? And he would, you know, it was pretty, pretty bad. It just, you know, it hurt, it stung, it was, uh, you know, dirty, you know, all those things and condemning. And so my company I was with uh, back in the days when Wi-Fi just wasn't everywhere, you know, we, we'd go to Panera, me and a couple of guys, to uh, meet and do work because we didn't want to work at the office because we couldn't, couldn't get anything done. We were field personnel that also worked out of the office. And so we'd go there to prepare for meetings and things. And so just like uh, Walmart and a lot of stores, Paneras are all pretty much up, set up the same way. You know, you walk in one and you, you've been in all of them in theory, in practice, in this particular one, the men and women's bathrooms were switched. And so, you know, I got up, had been just there with my friends and was thinking about something, walked in, turned to the left, went into the men's bathroom, and there were women standing in there. And a lady looked at me and said, pervert. And it just hit me to the core. So bad that I actually went out and got my stuff and left the meeting I was in because I just couldn't. It felt like the truest thing about me. It wasn't true that day. It was a mistake of making a turn into the wrong bathroom, right? You know, and when you're walking quickly, the symbols, you don't really pay attention to them. And it's not true to then. It's not true ever. You know, there was a sin there that needed dealt with, but that was never the identity, right? And, and what made that hurt and sting so much was not the mistake I made is because I was in the middle of battling that. And so it was just other evidence, of what the enemy was already trying to tell me was true, if that makes any sense at all. No, but I think it's interesting and, and actually helpful that the story itself, right, left an imprint of, you know, the thing that I keep coming across is I've, if we've thought about this topic is I can't get rid of my condemnation by my understanding of the gospel. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, God's got to do that work on my heart, him, him, you know, that's that's sort of the heavy lifting that, you know, same struggle with pornography that I've had, you know, the same thing. How do I get rid of that stigma that he keeps throwing back at me? And I really don't stand a chance, Mm-mm. you know, unless unless God's there to help me. Well, thank you. Robbie, you actually have the uh, next clip. So if you want right, to go ahead. So it's from the movie Wonder. And I hope you all have seen it. It's a tremendous movie about a young man's had multiple face surgeries and is left horribly scarred. And he has to go to school. And you can imagine elementary school, how cruel that is. And so after he hears the kids over here saying, you know, talks about him being a monster and all these kinds of things, he puts on this face helmet. He won't take it off. And uh, the scene that we're going to pick up here, his, he's still got his helmet on. And that's what you're going to hear his mom say, take it off. Um, and and then he has a conversation with his mom over how he feels um, in his heart that he's ugly. And uh, we'll take it from there. Take that off, please. I'm sorry. It's okay. It'll be okay. Why do I have to be so ugly? You are not ugly, Augie. You just have to say that because you're my mom. Oh, because I'm your mom, it doesn't count? (laughs) Yeah. Because I'm your mom, it counts the most. Because I know you the most. 
You are not ugly, and anyone who cares to know you will see that. They won't even talk to me. It matters I look different. I try to pretend that it doesn't, but it does. I know. Is it always gonna matter? I don't know. Honey, listen. Look at me. We all have marks on our face. I have this wrinkle here from your first surgery, and I have these wrinkles here from your last surgery. This is the map that shows us where we're going. And this is the map that shows us where you've been. And it's never, ever ugly. What about your gray hair? So there's so many great statements from my perspective that he makes there. He feels that. And and then he asks her a question, really, will it always matter? And, and I don't know how you are or where you are with your condemnation, but it's kind of the same question. You, you, you know, will it all, God, will it always matter? And, you know, clearly... The thing, and, and again, I got used this because one of Sam's things, he, he said it for years and years, and I've always thought it was cool, is like, you know, I know God loves me, but it's in his job description. <laughs> he, he is love. <laughs> and so it's like, well, it doesn't count. But, but I love the fact, as I've thought about that in this clip, that, wait a minute, he knows me way better than I even know myself. And and I know that he's he's sitting there saying, you know, it's those marks that are all over you, which are the condemnation of there. You know, it's never ugly. Not if you're his child, not if you're in Christ. Yet again, our hearts are like Augie wanting to say, you know, is it always going to matter? And the, the interesting thing, you can't see it, unfortunately, because you just heard the clip, is when she said, you know, the map of where we're going is here. She pointed to her heart. And the map of where we've been is here. And she pointed to her face. And it's never, ever ugly. And I think that, that therein lies my struggle. And I told you before the show that, for me, one of the things that Satan always brings up I shouldn't say always does, but he does quite often, is he reminds me when I was in Scientology and I was going into the same organization, I had to sign a contract for eternity because, you know, they believe in past lives and all that. And although my mind is, you know, I try to pretend it doesn't matter, but it still does. <laughs> you know, I'm like little Augie. I, I, I try to pretend it doesn't matter, but it still does. And... um I know my heart still reacts, and which you know poses that question. I know this is in his toolbox, and he obviously can sense my reaction when he brings it to my attention, in spite of the fact that I know that God knows me better, and I know that stuff intellectually, but it's my heart that I need God to help me with because, you know, all the knowing doesn't necessarily get it there. Thank you, Robbie. You know, I, there's things that just get, ingrained in you 
you better believe that I double check bathroom doors, you know, before I walk in. <laughs> and it kills me to go to a restaurant where it'll say like amigos and so whatever. I'm like, where am I at? Which one am I? You know, it just drives me nuts, you know. Anyway. No, thank you Sheila's. for sure. <laughs> Sheila, yeah. It's not good, Sam. Yeah, don't go to the Sheila's. Yeah, I'm no sure. I, I just don't go to those restaurants now. But anyway, Danny, did you want to say something? Yeah. It's your topic. The, yeah, I'm just kidding. Well, no, it's yours. It's, um, <laughs> The, the song, the, the bump in, made me think of some of your godly fingerprints. But the enemies is just smudges. Mm. And that, that came to me as we were, we were thinking about that. But, you know, that clip, Robbie, was, you know, being the, the curly-haired skinny boy when I was growing up, <laughs> I have overcome both of those. And, um, you know, the, the, the derogatory nicknames and those kind of things are getting ingrained in who you think you are. Mm-hmm. But, you know, and what I've thought about as we talked about this is that even though God gives you victory over those things, that that doesn't mean Satan doesn't attack them. That doesn't mean he doesn't throw it back at the wall just to see if it'll stick sometimes. Yeah. And it doesn't mean, um, that they're always totally free of pain. Yeah. Most days it's not going to impact me. Most days the stuff that he's throwing at me is just not going to hit, but we get into that, Hungry, angry, lonely, tired, better chance it. of hurting. You got it. Um, you know, five more times I'll have it like yeah. right down. But <laughs> it, it's in those times that, you know, he knows that he has you. The better chance of having you. Anyway, you're never his. But, boy, he tries to get you over to that side pretty quickly. And when we live in that condemnation, how's, the other, how's life for others around us? I mean, if we're honest. Doesn't it just impact everybody that we're around? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Hangry would be a light kind of reaction. Yeah. There, there's not even a term for how I could get sometimes when I was living under that condemnation, believing it to be true. And I had a encounter with my wife today, and she wondered why I was angry. What she was saying was helpful. What I was hearing is, you're stupid. You don't even recognize that this is what's happening there. And while I didn't react terribly angrily, she could tell I I was a bit testy. And we can do that just by momentary agreements with the lie. Thank you, Jim. So now what do you do? Same thing we do. I think you ask God to open up those those lures that the enemy is using to try to get you to buy into the condemnation. What's the lies that you've been believing? What's the labels you've been living under? What ones do you do keep surfacing? You know, what's the routine, the habit, the things that you have to keep fighting against? Okay, and let God work on those and invite him in to expose them, to heal them, and to move you into a place of deeper truth in him. Go do that this week. We'll go do that along with you. Pray for one another. We'll pray for you. And we'll talk with you next week. But in the meantime, go to masculinejourney.org, register for the boot camp coming up November 17th through 20th or the entrenchment. This is the Truth Network.